To the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. We remember this Buccaneers team as the team that beat the Packers in 2020 to make the Super Bowl, and they still have a lot of the same players on defense. Um, They are a little bit of a shell of that version of that defense, but they still have those guys. They still have Anton Winfield Jr. They still have Carlton Davis. They still have Jamel Dean. They've got Shaq Barrett and Levante David, and they have Vita Vea, who, as you pointed out, is leading the team in sacks. Five and a half sacks. As their nose tackle. So they've got some dudes on that side of the ball. And as we watch Jordan get a little bit rattled by Wink Martindale again with the Giants, um, Todd Bowles is no slouch as well as a defensive coordinator. He's been around for quite some time, and I think he's going to be able to know what to do with a first-year starter and how to you know, knock Jordan off his spot. So this is going to be yet another week where, no, you are not going up against one of the top defenses in the league, and no, you're not going up against like a world beater. But you are going up against a defensive coordinator who's going to know what to throw at you as a first-year starter at quarterback. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we had talked about to kind of going into this um, was, you know, you, you mentioned Winfield Jr. He's currently PFS top-graded safety in the league. He And, you know, the caveat there, of course, is that this also is a buck six secondary that last week they gave up Desmond Ritter's career high in yardage. And so, you know, there's opportunities there, I think, for Jordan Love to to be successful against this Bucks defense. But there are some, you know, significant pieces to keep an eye on. And Winfield Jr. is such a fun piece. Like he's what you want your safety to be, right? He's already got four sacks on the season. He flies around. He's just about everywhere the ball is. So he's one of those players that, you know, Jordan Love's gonna have to account for anywhere he lines up because he can he can really get after the ball. And I don't know how the Packers are going to game plan for this Bucks defense, you know, but I think that I think the run game just is what it is. We kind of say it week after week, right? Like I don't think that all of a sudden we're going to see like 150 yards on the ground or we're going to see like huge chunks of like 20 yard runs. I think the goal of this game just has to not be the self-inflicted penalties. You talked about it after the Giants game, right? A false start, it's all of a sudden first and 15. And once they get behind the sticks, it seems like they can't recover. So if Mm -hmm. you're just gaining three, four yards on the ground to set yourself up in second and manageable, third manageable, I think that could be enough for the offense to sustain success. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, It's unfortunate because I thought last week was the week where like, all you really needed to do was run the ball against the Giants, and that yeah. I think would have run the game, won the game. And I actually think that this is another week where you could potentially get the run game going against this Buccaneers defense, and and that could be a little bit of like their Achilles heel. But unfortunately, you are once again like potentially out two of your top backs. So, not that I don't have faith in Patrick Taylor, but. You know, if you're going into this game with Patrick Taylor and Kenyon Drake, I'm not feeling like particularly uh, great about that as a game plan. And I'm going to say it. I actually would prefer if this team put the ball in the hands of their quarterback to win the game. Right. Um, I do have like that at least level of faith in Jordan Love, even with some of his errant throws um, against the Giants. 
Um, we mentioned some of the playmakers, and yet we failed to mention <laughs> the one guy who Jordan Love seems to have the best connection with and who has had a bit of a quiet middle of the season, and that's Romeo Dobbs. Mm-hmm. So in this loss of Christian Watson and this potentially loss of Dontavian Wicks and all the other people that we've just mentioned, like, do you think that this is a game where we just see Love feed Dobbs? See, I kind of thought that that would be the case against the Giants and then that that didn't happen. And so I don't really know. And maybe it's just who's kind of available in moments because I still think think Dobbs is, you know, he's a really good contested catch maker. He's come up in some really big moments like the fourth down a couple of weeks ago to move the chains. And I mean, he had four receptions last week, but it was only for 32 yards long of 14. So it's just not his numbers are really interesting if you actually break them down game by game because he always seems to have like a significant catch in a big moment to kind of move yeah. the chains and keep a drive alive. But he's probably averaging um, this really quick math, like 50, 40, 50 yards a game. So like he's not coming out and putting up like a ton of numbers. So I think if he does more of that, that would be fine. But I do think that somebody is going to have to step up and you hope it's Christian Watson. Not sure if that can be the case with the hamstring, but when we talk about one of the things that gave this Bucks defense fits, it was the gigantic Drake London. He had, I think 10 receptions for like 172 yards last week against mm-hmm. that Bucks defense. And right now the Packers don't really have that kind of prototype at wide receiver that can do that. Yeah. Well, they have their tight end. I mean, right. that's, I guess that's my only thought there is that if they would like to use Tucker craft, that's, that's the body type at the moment that fits that mold. Um, Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I, I would like to see them use Romeo more in the way that they did in the beginning of the season. Right. Because I felt like he was the top target at the beginning of the season and love seemed to go to him and he still does, like you said, in those big moments. Um, And if nothing else, it, he should be the red zone target. If the Packers get down into the end zone, especially with his ability to make contested catches, like I want them to be throwing 87 the ball when they're in the end zone. And I think I, I really appreciate your point about putting the ball in Jordan Love's hands because this is a Bucks defense that is better against the run than the pass. So if there's going to be opportunities to really kind of put this game away, I think it's going to have to come through the air even though we mentioned guys like Winfield Jr. Jamel Dean is hurt I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play he's got an ankle injury that's significant he wasn't available for Atlanta so they could be getting some guys back Carlton Davis was a DNP with a groin injury so you know we'll see what the secondary looks like but right now the secondary is really banged up and I think that's where we need to see Jordan Love get comfortable and capitalize and I was a guest on um, Packers Nation. They have a show called Hot Cheese yesterday, and he asked me one of the keys to success. And I said, I just think that given the caliber of players on this Bucks offense that we can shift to in just a minute, the Packers offense is going to have to not settle for three in the red zone. I think they have to come away with more points because I don't think field goals are going to be enough to keep them in the game. We saw what they needed to do against the Giants team that was averaging 13 points a game. The Bucks are putting up 20 points a game. Like, the caliber now has raised. And if the defense is going to struggle, your offense is going to be able to actually put up six and not have to kick. Yeah. I think for the remainder of this season, how I feel about this offense, it needs to be aggressive. You need to be going for seven at all times. Right. And 
we went into the season and I still feel this way, right? Is that playoffs were an extra. It was an added bonus if it ended up happening. But now that they're well within their grasp, it would be like fairly disappointing if it didn't end up happening. And I think the recipe for this is get aggressive. Like I said before, put the ball in your young quarterback's hands. Because again, if you're giving this, you know, the teaching moment that it deserves, then you should be putting it on Jordan Love. And if he fails, then he fails and he'll learn something from it. And this offense will learn something from it. And that's all well and good. And there's no, I think, con in going into the next stretch of games and saying, we're going to be aggressive on fourth down. We're going to be aggressive in the red zone. Like we're going to run our offense, like run the Matt LaFleur offense, but be, you know, aggressive in the play action and run what we run. But like you said, lean on the pass game, because again, aside from a couple of like, not so great throws from Jordan, the last month and a half, he's been slinging it. So why not continue to like build that confidence from him and from this offense with or without playmakers doesn't matter. Um, And I, like I said, I just think you get something out of it regardless, lose, win, make the playoffs. Don't, these are all like teachable moments. Um, So go for it, go for seven, don't settle for three. I'm with you there. Um, especially because this defense, this Packers defense is not playing up to like the standard of trusting that they're going to make stops. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm laughing. Um, So, I mean, the fact that we're even sitting here at the end of the season in December and saying, I trust our offense to be scoring points over our defense making stops is an absolute, like, incredible statement to be making, but I think it's where it's where we're at at this point. 